better or worse, the relationship between science, film, and media has long been intertwined. We're here to dissect that relationship, turning it inside out for all to see. And throughout the years, one truth has revealed itself. You don't need good science to make a good movie. But it sure makes it better. Hi everyone and welcome to The Real Science Cast, the podcast where three highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name is Kenan Smith. My name is Sean Crossan. My name is Michael Pitt. Just kidding, the other two boys aren't here this week. We got a mailbag episode coming at you. The two better looking co-hosts of this podcast have some travel and work issues come up. So, we're harvesting our last crop of mailbag questions of the season to prepare a bountiful holiday feast for your eardrums. Sorry, I've had a lot of bourbon tonight. Anyway, let's get right to it with some questions, and uh, stick around afterwards for some episode details. Mm, Sean? Let's do the next question. We should, and I think this is a very special question, Sean. Are are you going to read it, or do you want me to read it? Uh, I think you should read it. Okay, so this question is sent in by Denise Crossan, which which is the mommy of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. I'm just I hate saying, that. listen, do we it. called my dad the daddy at the podcast, so we can't That's leave out true. my mom. That's fair. So Denise at, says, love, 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 real science cast, and I listen to it every week. Not every surprising, week. your movie list includes a lot of movies in the science fiction genre. Sometimes there's a lot of actual science, and sometimes there's almost none. Aside from the obvious entertainment value, I'm curious to know if science fiction films serve a purpose for you personally in the context of working as researchers and scientists. Mm. So basically like... It's a really good question. Do science fiction films sort of motivate us in certain ways? I definitely feel like as a kid, they... Oh, thank you for the question. Denise Crossan. Yeah, Mom. thank you very much. Thank you. I'm pr- I mean, as a kid, I used to watch science fiction films a lot and I, I loved them. So I feel like they kind of inspired me to enjoy science in general and like get into science as a career Mm -hmm. right i I would say that's true i don't know if they like do that much for me on like the day-to-day stuff in lab but as far as just like wanting to do science i think they definitely make are a huge part of it yeah i think i can agree with that i think like when i was a child i watched a lot of science fiction films on my own but also, I grew up in a household in which my, like, with a biologist, my dad is also a scientist. And so he went out of his way to get us to watch a lot of science fiction films, too. And I think that, I mean, basically, since I was able to speak English and learn about any of these things, I was destined to be a science. I think I, no matter whether or not I fought that destiny, like, it was still coming. And so science fiction is always, like, kind of stuck around for me as well. Right, it's so. just a part of our personalities. It's been yeah. so. I so think also ingrained. critiquing films in general is a thing I enjoy, and bitching about science and films is something that I know I've done before we started this podcast. <laughs> so. Yes, I couldn't begin to express how different I am from both of you, but that's maybe part of the fun. So, well, we've got like fifty episodes to prove that. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, science fiction films had no uh, impact upon my life, and nor do they now. I never really watched them. I never really watched a whole lot of movies, to be honest, mm. um, which is probably ironic given the fact that I do this podcast. But maybe that's also why I do it, is to add that sense of contrast. But no, uh, science fiction films are not important to me, nor do they impact the way that I view science. 
I fell into science on accident, and here I am, um, for better or for worse. I enjoy them, but I, I I've always been really into high fantasy films mm-hmm. and and media. I grew up watching Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, um, the Dungeons and, and Dragons th- cartoon. <laughs> yeah, all of those. Yeah, Sword and Swords and Sorcery was mm-hmm. my jam and is my jam. The Herculoids. Um, that's ex- yeah, sure. Um, Pirates of Dark Water. S- Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> Pace actually was applying to pirate school. <laughs> ECU. Jesus. It's a good point you make, uh, Denise. Though, because it's 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 interesting that I'm here in the first place and doing this podcast. Mostly just because I love Ken and Sean. But that's fair. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of science fiction movies. I actually don't like them. But I like uh, I like the exercise that our podcast. Um, goes through in regards to highlighting inaccuracies in pop fiction and in, in pop culture and, and and science fiction, despite the fact that it makes me watch movies. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is such a pace comment if I've ever heard. Of one. <laughs> it really is. It's like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I don't really like anything that we're doing, but I do like being critical <laughs> of things. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I love, I love everyone here. I'm so happy to be doing this. So. I actually, I know Bart already did a really good job of doing uh, some metrics for us um, on like our ratings. But it would be kind of interesting to go back and look at personal ratings for each of us and see like the more. I don't, I don't know how you would measure this, but the more science fiction esque a film, what Pace's ratings look like compared to ours, <laughs> and plot that and see if they Maybe. dip. <laughs> Yeah, I feel it's like there'd possible. be some stark differences. Mm-hmm. Some t- Tony Stark differences. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for the question, Mom. Thanks, uh, Mommy. I think we should Thanks, move Denise. on to our next question. Which Agreed. Was sent in by Tori Mackle, friend of the show, and co-worker Hi, yes. of one-third of the show. Um, <laughs> and this question is, if you make any fictional... Well, sorry. If you can make any fictional scientific concept real, what would you choose and why? And I should note, this is also asked by David Bryce as well, another friend of the show. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Thanks, Tori. Thanks for the both of you. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 painfully obvious. Oh, is it? It is. The answer is teleportation. Damn it, Aww. Pace. I was going to say that too. So was I. Yeah. It was so painfully yeah. obvious that we all and that's, said and it. And so therefore, you oh. questioned it being painfully obvious, and then you had my fucking answer. You're right. So you, you've yes. got us. I just you've thought you were going to pick something dumb. <laughs> Thank you, Kenan. You're, you're <laughs> like, like communicators ever, or something. Your, your persistent <laughs> confidence in me as a human being is, is ever flattering. <laughs> um, and I really appreciate the just Pace, the I thought sort you of had a genuine... Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Answer. Um the reason that teleportation would be great <laughs> is because you know what? I'm not even gonna answer. No, I wanna hear now. Tell because you could go from one no place to kidding. another place in no fucking time at all. Of course it's great. It's fucking awesome. I mean that's that's it. That's it. But also I wanna do it Star Trek style. I oh, want it yeah. to always happen that way. See mm-hmm. every time I want my molecules, I wanna be different. Every time that I reemerge, I wanna be fresh. See, the, the reason human. I kind of didn't know if you were going to say that, Pace, is because we've established that I am the Trekkie on this show, and you yes, just don't you actually are, watch Star Trek, and all I could think well, of Well, I've watched fucking, the good Star Trek, which is all the new movies with Sexy Boy Chris don't, Pine. Don't even yeah, get started. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good, Sean. I'm not he's saying, so good listen, Pace, all right, the new ones mm-hmm. are great. 
the old ones are also great. Okay, so we can't do this. Okay, we can't. We can't. Fine. But this is now a start. Teleportation Trek is the greatest of all sciences. So we're just gonna have to leave it at that. And also, the greatest school of magic isn't that a wizard school of magic in Dund? I just. Uh, it's not teleportation. teleportation. I think it falls into abjuration. Oh, actually, abjuration makes more sense. Listen, that could be I, you nerds. I think if we were picking, so here's Thanks. the one caveat I want to have. If we were mm-hmm. making, if we were making this concept real. Is it real, like, in Star Trek teleporters, where, like, 99% of the time they're completely fine, except for when it's plot convenient and someone just gets fucking murdered yeah. in a teleporter? Yeah, because... yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Galaxy well, Quest, when they fuck that pig monster up? Like, it's like... <laughs> Like, it's like flying in a plane where you get in and everyone's like, listen, it's way safer, statistically way safer than flying in a, than driving in a car. <laughs> yeah, It'll yeah, be yeah. fine. Like, you get in the teleporter, they're like, listen, we've almost never had anyone die, but yeah. sometimes <laughs> just someone fucking dies. So, you know you're fucking, there's a risk, but it's so small, but there's still a little bit of risk with the teleporter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean I think yeah. if, like... I, they do tell you this all throughout high school, but they only tell you in high school when no one gives a shit. But if someone handed me the keys to the, to a car and I'd never been in one and I was 30 and I didn't know what cars were and I'd never been in one and somebody was like, hey, people die in these all the fucking time. I'd be like, yeah. ah, I don't know if I'm going to drive. True. Except you need to drive in the US in most yeah, places. You literally have to. Well, cool. That was an easy one. Yeah, apparently. Well, I want to um, do a different thing. I want to say a different thing, if that's okay. Because I all thought, right, go for it. I thought of a backup just in case somebody stole my very good one, which was paste. Okay. Sure. Um, I was actually going to say warp drives. Um, Damn it, so that's like, good too. Yeah. Do you mean like ludicrous speed? Yeah, ludicrous speed. It's another way of going from one place to another place extremely fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm noticing a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think realistically though, like, Teleportation, as established, requires point A and point B to already be established. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like faster than light travel, uh, travel, travel, or warp travel, <laughs> would allow us to spread throughout not, the stars. You can. You're you on can that fucking card style like mm-hmm. exploration. Like you want, you want to go where no one's gone before. Right. Exactly. I'm looking for like a Mass Effect, uh, infinite impo- improbability drive uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You're welcome. Uh, sure. <laughs> dark matter drive from Futurama type uh, type thing, you know. So yeah, I get it, Kenan. You've seen a lot of TV. Listen, <laughs> my favorite part about Futurama's uh, faster than light drives. I'm pretty sure they run on alien shit, from what I remember about the TV show. I I just started watching Futurama the other day. I've oh. uh, four episodes in. Holy shit! Um, Welcome to 2011. Well, I, I had watched it off and on, like in the in the same way that someone watches a sitcom off and on. Oh, that's you know? fair. I mean, I guess that's kind of like if I was like, I just started Friends because I've never seen. Yeah, Friends. exactly. Yeah. So like exactly. every other fucking Whereas... Gen Z person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, have you heard of this guy? This show called Seinfeld. Um, guys, I'm sick of Fortnite. Why don't we watch Friends tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Hand me that vape pen. Did you know Zach Braff made a TV show called Scrubs? Oh, God. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that. He also made this one movie in, like, what? What was it called? Garden G- State? Garden State. I, I, was about to, I was about to say, like, Jersey State. No, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, it is about Jersey, but... Yes, but it's called... It is oh, about God. Jersey, the Garden State. All right, guys, guys. Um, next question. From Anthony Martinez, number one fan of the Real Science Podcast. Whoa, 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 what is a scientific whoa. advancement you are hoping to see in your lifetime? Teleportation. 
<laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck. fuck. Damn it. <laughs> All right. We've come I full circle. I have to think of another one. <laughs> no, actually, I was going to say, uh, if we're going to be more grounded, I would actually say the this is less of an advancement and more of a standardization, but I would I would say accessible gene therapy. Um, so uh, yeah, accessible. Yeah, because I, th- I I think Can you unpack that. Yeah, gene therapy has a lot of potential for maybe not curing, but for um, fixing. We'll say uh, a lot of genetic diseases out there, and we are very very slow rolling in their development and their approval. Gene therapy using the technology that Sean and I specifically work with, AAV, has been recently approved by the FDA to treat blindness, and this is like kind of the first and what I hope is a very long line of. FDA approvals for these types of therapies, but they're still wildly expensive. Uh, so it'd be very cool if that number could come down. Yes. I honestly was also going to say uh, just greater advancement in gene therapy accessibility and yeah. like effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we hopefully we'll get to a point soon where like, so the, the virus uh, is called AAV that Kenan and I use. Um, and a lot of other people use, it's not just me and Kenan. Um, <laughs> we invented it. <laughs> yeah, we fucking, we fucking, you know, we we crushed it. I think that this virus is going to be like much more prevalent um, as for the general public as like an actual medicine, mm. and I would really love to see that happen in my lifetime. Yeah, because I think the potential is like fantastic. And so far, after the years and years of research, it still seems like a fantastic potential, which is a good sign. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I th- I think Agreed. one of the things that sucks about Genetic diseases. I mean, it sucks about a lot of other things. Like cancer is the same issue. A lot of diseases have this way. I mean, uh, or this problem. People do, people die of the cold when they don't have access to healthcare or proper conditions. But like a lot of orphan diseases, especially uh, rare diseases, people can't afford their treatments because they're wildly expensive compared to many other treatments for other ailments. Uh, or much less like true. have any health insurance at all. It's moving fast enough, and the field is. Uh, developing fast enough to where you can look at it and go like, I know what we need to do for this. We just need the time to get it to, you know, get it approved and get it perfected. Yeah, time and money. Yeah, that's the hard part sometimes. Pace, I, what about you? I want to, um, you guys are really cute with your gene therapy. It's <laughs> fun. Well, like, it's fine. It's the future, Pace. Um, get on board. I think that the future becomes, of, of what scientific advancement, I would like to see a combination of, you know, neuroscientists and psych- psychologists be able to understand the biological underpinnings of consciousness um, and, right. the, and the scientific origins of the self. All right, Timothy and, Leary. And um, I, I think you can say that all you want, Kenan, but it would be dope. Yes. If it could happen. Oh, Oh, Jesus. I think, I think, if you could do, if you could do that, then I think it would also solve. It would also solve a lot of the philosophical arguments that uh, we get bogged down in mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think that that would be uh, the catalyst for. Uh, I guess. Oh, it'd be well. It'd be a catalyst for a lot of things. A lot of scary things, probably. Um, but I kind of want to see it because I think it would lead to the unraveling of humanity, uh, well, and that's going to happen uh, at some point, right? <laughs> so, Pace, are you the fucking Joker? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed what you were going for there, and then you kind of drifted off into like a sociopathic type. Uh, sort type of like vibe. I just want to watch the world. I'm burn. just trying to stay on brand. Canada. Pace is just a dog chasing so a car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, 
Okay, next question. We're going to power through these because we're fucking... This is for the listeners this time. We're doing it. Uh, this one's from Gabriella at... Get illustration. G- get illustration? Jesus. I, why am I so bad at On these? <laughs> no, I don't know. At get illustration. And Gabriella asks, uh, what is the most awkward slash weird slash funny moment in the process of working on your PhD that you experienced? Uh, and we highlighted this question because I have an exact moment of <laughs> what I could tell you. What was the most awkward? Fun- I would say it's just a weird moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know um, how if anyone's ever been in a chemistry lab, especially you learn about a bunch of safety things. Mm-hmm. And one of those that people might say who are like, because the rules were written in the fucking 80s or something, it'll say no mouth pipetting. Mm hmm. Uh, so for those of you who haven't been in a chemistry lab and oh, someone no. said this to you, mouth pipetting is when you take like a pipette, which is an instrument that you suck up liquid with. And instead of using like a plunger or like an electric pipette gun thing, you use your mouth to do that. <laughs> um, that has like been against the rules of like things to do for like such a long time, because if you accidentally pull it into your mouth, pull whatever liquid is into your mouth, that would be bad. Uh, I had always heard, don't mouth my pet, and I've never been in a scenario where anyone was ever trying to do it until I went to grad school. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. um, (laughs) There was a technique that we were doing in this other lab, and one of the, I'm not going to say names, but one of the senior students in the lab was teaching me this technique, and we were manually separating taste buds from uh, a tongue, and... uh, he was using a giant tube that he put in his mouth and was just using the suction to pipette the taste buds up. Fuck. And I was watching this and I was like, is this, am I being fucking punked right now? Like, is someone going <laughs> to jump out from the ceiling? Is Ashton Kutcher going to pop in and be like, hey, I gotcha, nerd. No one mouth pipettes in fucking 2013. So, oh my God. But no, it was really happening. And uh, luckily, I didn't have to do that procedure for what i was doing but mm-hmm. that was wild it was just a weird Jesus. scenario so you guys have anything I'm, I'm trying to think i don't think i've had anything that's like quite that buck wild i have had several uh what we'll call safety scares uh <laughs> <laughs> while in the laboratory um i think a couple of injuries uh oh Oh, this one sticks out. It's not really lab-related, uh, but I cracked my skull open. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was yeah. like, you busted your <laughs> oh, fucking head Oh, that's casual. <laughs> yeah. So casual. I, I tripped over a laptop cable, which like could happen anywhere. It's not really lab-related, but I cracked my skull open when I was in grad school and crushed my orbital roof, uh, which is the little cavern that your eyeball sits in. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It was pretty bad. Are you, are you okay? Kenan, are you okay? I don't know. I, my eyes twitch a lot. And <laughs> oh, that's not good. I'm not really all that attached to reality, so <laughs> oh, okay. But that was the same. No, before, that's just so. as your. I mean, there's an Aquarius, so that's fine. Wow, um, wow, you and yep. your fucking zodiac shit. The astrology's taken off. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, that happened. I think. Let's see. Another time, I was in. Uh, oh, I was in undergrad. Uh, it's not grad school, but I was in undergrad and. A while TAing a biochemistry lab, a student who shall remain nameless uh, knocked over one liter of methanol on me uh, in a graduated cylinder. And methanol? Methanol. And it went all over my clothing. And so I said, cool, now's the time that I should use a safety shower. 
So I walked yep. over to the safety shower after taking my wallet and phone out of my pocket, uh, pull on the chain, which was missing the little triangle piece that was at the bottom oh, that yes. you're supposed to uh-huh. use as a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a pulling mechanism, pulled on the chain and cut my hand open on the old chain. So I'm standing there in water, uh, washing methanol off my body as blood <laughs> is running down the right side of my hand. Um, oh my god oh no oh it's great that you had an open wound with all the methanol on you too (laughs) yeah that's really helpful i mean the open wound did not come in contact with the methanol which is great but i thought you were gonna say a bunch of fucking confetti came out and a gun that said bang Bang. (laughs) no safety showers should be tested at least once a month wow that's wild yeah what about you pace no i mean i had a pretty seamless experience in grad okay well all right i was that's fine i guess i was i was only there for like four and a half years and then got my phd Uh, but actually let me get let me say this let me say this there was a we all we all had these things in our laboratories called um uh undergraduate students um and sometimes they do dumb shit and one of them i don't remember what this undergraduate student was making um you two probably know the uh this wasn't that bad but this is just what came to my mind um you're familiar with glacial acetic acid Um, (laughs) yes yes and and so um you really shouldn't like breathe it in directly yeah right that's what fume hoods Um, are for yeah, that's what fume hoods are for. And so I did have an undergraduate student, and again, I forgot what they were making, but they they get the, the whole gallon container of the glacial acetic acid, um, and they they walk over to me where I have my little desk area um, that's adjacent to the lab and doesn't have a separating wall, and they open up the gigantic gallon of glacial acetic acid and like just push it right up in my fucking face, and they're like, hey, is this what I need to be using? <laughs> Um, and open? I'm like, oh my god! Please cap this. <laughs> and yes, yes, it is. Now go to the hood and use that where it belongs. Did your did your olfactory nerves just like fizzle and die? They, oh my god! I I got a huge whiff of that, and I thought that I wasn't going to be able to smell for quite a while. Uh, but it was only just for like an hour. For so. those of you that aren't scientists, glacial acetic acid is like vinegar times one thousand or something. Yeah, like yeah, it's fucking right. really, yes. really yes. concentrated vinegar. Be- being near it is sort of equivalent to if you uh, got up from where you're sitting right now, went into your kitchen, uh, found some white vinegar, slurped a little bit up into a straw, and then snorted it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. That's yeah. what I did. That's what I did. And it was great experience for all. Uh, so, yes, that's my weird moment in graduate school that I chose to share with that's you. We're so close, guys. Let's bang through these. This next question for, at Abnormal Mormon on Twitter. Merman, friend of the show and patron, asks, what are the best and worst things about the state of science in America right now? Michael Pace, go. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know if we need to do this. <laughs> it's we too much, it. right? We're getting tired. We've been at this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm mentally fatigued. Um, I mean, the short answer to this question mm-hmm. in regards to the... okay. The worst thing about the state of science in America right now, this is an inherently political question. And I will say on the right, it is an unwillingness to accept ideas that go against your ingrained norm way of thinking. And on the left, it is being too acceptive to accept, uh, except it's not a word, too open <laughs> to ideas that aren't grounded in science. Mm-hmm. That's what I would, that's my short answer to the question. Yeah, I think one of the worst things, like on the same line as you pace, is that, as from the perspective of like the general public, that like 
I would say a majority of the general public either does not value or does not care about the input of or like science-based evidence as far as how things affect their daily life. Right. So like that's correct. Dietary things, especially, um, and things that affect their everyday lifestyle, people just do not care if it's based in science or if it's not based in science, and they just sort of do whatever they rationalize in their brains is what they think is correct. And like, right. I think that's a problem. Well, <laughs> people in general vote with um, under an emotional context a lot of the time. Um, that's that's. That is easier for us to do as humans, um, and and I, I think it's it's difficult to put in the time and the effort that is necessary to understand, especially issues related to science. You know how they are going to impact you as a human, and why you should. It's it's difficult to convince yourself to put in the time to understand issues like like climate change and like uh, gene therapy, um, and like even. You know, even the the anti-vaxxers movement, people who hold those views obviously haven't put in the time necessary to understand, uh, you know, what they're trying to argue. Because if they if they did, then they wouldn't be arguing it in the first place. So which is uh, which is uh, a bad thing about yeah. science in America. Kenan, do you know what the, what the best thing about science in America is? <laughs> um, I, I was ready with a bad thing, but I can definitely. Be <laughs> I know. Like, I realize. Okay, you could do a bad. I can thing, say a good fine. thing after you say a bad thing. I, yeah, I mean, I, can, I think I can probably do both. To build upon like what both of you were saying, I obviously agree with both points. I think the worst thing for me is the amount of science. Sorry, the amount of communicators and general content creators out there that purport either their agendas but or their misinformation as science. Um, and while not all of it is propaganda or um, uh, anything akin to that, some of it is through a misguided attempt to say what real science is. So like a good example that was given previously was like nutrition. Um, there are a lot of people out there who say that their way of thinking about nutrition is scientifically sound because it's based in like old world medicine or something like that. Oh, so Right. Which is just like a logical fallacy. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like saying that, you know, specific type of mushrooms are really good for neurological health. Like that doesn't mean anything. I th that's those are vacuous enough words so that so that you can say eating this mushroom is good for your brain is not a scientific fact. It is just saying this food good. Um, and yeah. a lot of it is based on like, okay, there is this single molecule that is isolated in some context for a specific medicine that was used under a specific study that showed some effect, uh, on, uh, some sort of neural disease, which does not translate to mushroom good for brain. And I think that like dulling down of science is okay when it's used for good and not used for basically what's misinformation. Personal gains. <laughs> Yeah, it's also yeah, like yeah. a lot of people are using this just to like benefit monetarily off of this. Like they're just yeah. blatantly trying to take advantage yeah, of people. And people like eat it up and defend them. It's the wildest thing. Yeah. Like Yeah. So All right, what's a good I, thing? What's a good thing? We can't keep being Well, pessimists. here's what I I think this is what I I think could be good as like a transition transition to the next question or a way to like put this issue like this question to bed is that I think a bad thing about science in the state of America is that science is inaccessible mm -hmm. to a lot of people i think it's more undervalued um, even it's undervalued but maybe it's also undervalued because it's so inaccessible yeah um, because 
you have to you have to pay to read scientific articles. No one's going to do that. Yeah, well, a lot of them, right? And and I, but I think that the 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 good thing is that there is a genuine effort and concern into into making science accessible and to impacting the public with effective science communication in ways that haven't been done before. And researchers and professors are now spending like 10% of their time communicating their findings to the public when they used to not give a shit about that. Um, and that's becoming a priority even at larger academic institutions now. Yeah. More so than it used to be. I would agree with that. And I would also say that um, a, a good thing, which leads to the, some of the bad things that we were talking about, but a good thing about science um, and the way it's treated in society now is that people are enthused about it. Um, and whether that translates into or uh, whether or not that shows up in the form of people who become scientists or people who just like looking at pictures of space, um, the fact that like, anybody is excited about science at all means more people talk about science, which more means more people do science or get interested in science because there should be more scientists. I know we complain all the time about how the PhD market is absolutely saturated, but I mean, this will eventually lead into people who are training PhDs to say, you can go many, many places with this and not just right back in academia. Um, yeah. So when we end up with yeah. more people in STEM, then that means more of the science that people are excited about follows with exactly what Pace is saying, which is we get more communication rigor and making sure that that science is actually accurate whenever it's communicated to somebody. And I think that's a really, really good, um, you know, a very, very close look at our current state of science in America. But I, I have an, an even pro probably more difficult question for us to answer okay. coming up. Uh, and this one's also by Merman. <laughs> Um, and he asks, what are your favorite uh, of the original 150 Pokemon? Get in. Go. Oh, fuck. Oh, how many favorites do I have to give? No, you have two. Mm, I would say one. Just one? Listen, when you well, when you go to Professor Oak, he doesn't let you take fucking two. He gives you one. Like, you know, this is, I'm not saying that it has to be one of the three. I'm just saying like. Okay, it doesn't have to be one of the original three. No, no, no. Just, but like. You're going to bond with one Pokemon, Kenan. Come on. Listen, you can't okay, have okay. two fucking it. bonds. Let me let me put it this way. And I think I have broken your system, Merman. <laughs> My favorite Pokemon, of course, is Ditto because he is all Pokemon. Oh, Boo, you okay. whore. All right. All right. One of those cool. mm -hmm. answers. One of those. I, I want three more wishes. Only a dipshit doesn't wish for more wishes. Okay, Sean. You do. Mine's honestly going to be the the dumbest one um, because it's Pikachu. Oh. <laughs> Be, wow, are you like, fucking wow, are you me? fucking you picked the oh. Bob Seeger of Pokemon. <laughs> he's so I know you're right. It's the most like white bread choice I could pick, but he's he's fucking cool. He like hangs out with you. He says Pika. He's cute. He's a detective played by Ryan Reynolds. Like I mean, come on. That is just one Pikachu. That's one Pikachu. Uh. Yeah, but that's but really no fucking dittos were played by Ryan Reynolds. You know, that's like, the savant that's Pikachu true. that Ash happened to have. You can't have that P Pikachu. It belongs to Mr. Ketchum. Oh, uh, I owed Pokemon Yellow Cannon. Okay, it belongs to Mr. Ketchum. <laughs> just saying. Well, yeah, I'm just saying Pikachu's the best. Sure. I mean, I, your answer satisfies me, Sean. I like how you. I like how you love how basic Pikachu is. I do. I love that, I love that he's just your cute. basic starter. I did yeah. hate that he wouldn't get in his fucking ball though. That was really annoying. Yeah, well, you know, so. he's feisty. He's a brat. Yeah, that's fair. I my I have a thing for nine tails. I've realized over time. <laughs> Hold on, Kenan, that's rude. Hey, that's true, but it's rude. The I have two. I have two that I'm going to mention. 
I found myself that I really love like furry fiery Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, no. The first one is Arcanine. Arcanine is my boy, okay. and I would die for Arcanine. That's fair. Um, and the other one is Ninetales, who I want to fuck. So, <laughs> like, yes. That's, 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 oh, like, imagine my surprise. <laughs> I'm so satisfied with what has occurred here today. Oh, Pace. You're cool. such a grimer, Pace. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice. I love it. Nice, uh, nice. No one picks Grimer. No, yeah. Um, I, right, if I, I think that we all have our go again. I was gonna say if I if I'm being not a dillweed and picking an actual Pokemon that I like the best is okay. Do the it. original one fifty. It's definitely Gengar. Yeah, dude. Gengar is cool as yeah. hell. Gengar fucking rules. He's a spooky, yeah. naughty. Wait, boy. are you sure it's not Haunter? Haunter is his. Uh, is, is the, the third, evo- the second evolution in that line. No, I know. Gengar but is I the feel last. Like Haunter one. is cooler than Gengar. No, dude. No. No. Gengar's got a round body that I can hug. I can hug his ghost body. That's true. <laughs> Gengar's got, that's a, true. got a ghostly spectral form that's very huggable. Yeah, he's extremely He huggable. does. He's plump as fuck. He's the, Michael An- <laughs> the, the Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle of Pokemon, and I like it. Guys, I think we got two questions left. Okay, cool. I think we only have one to question left. Them? Let's fucking do it. Yeah. All right. This one was sent in by Alme at Alme of the Rock on Twitter. Uh-huh. This question is friend of the show. Sorry. Definitely. Uh, if you could, what would you change about the way humans reproduce? <laughs> we talked about this, and I came up with the best answer. Okay. You have complete 100% control over when you orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> complete 100% control. You can do it whenever you want. <laughs> Drop of a hat. That's you not be part like, of this reproduction. Gonna... <laughs> it, yes, is it is from the male perspective. Oh, my God. <laughs> You could be like, not not right now. Or you could be like, what what if, you know, you're like, I don't want to get into the details. Go on, Sean. Yeah, go ahead. No, do yeah. it. Do it, Sean. I'm just saying. Let us can... fucking know, Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. All right. My What's your fucking answer? <laughs> I'm trying to play in the space here, okay? Okay. I want to hear Pace's first. I'm trying to yes end Alme's question. Uh, are we you okay? This is a this is a tough question because it's not talking about the way that humans not tough at all. Kind of came up with a great sex. answer. It's talking about the way that humans reproduce. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, are you guys uh, stuck because I had the best answer to the no, question? I already know what one? mine is. I'm waiting for pace. I think you should go then, Kenan, because this seems like a lot of pressure okay. to me. I would change the fact that a woman's body is utterly destroyed by pregnancy. <laughs> That's oh, that's that's. I was gonna nice. say something yeah, similar, actually. Yeah. Um, I yeah, yeah. More management of the symptoms of pregnancy, like barfing your brains out and wanting to eat pickles and dirt, um, <laughs> would be pretty great. Yeah, I mean, that's, that would be, that would be ideal. I don't it? have to do anything about that. Like that, like that doesn't affect me directly per se. Uh, but I know that uh, as a person who is even very slightly empathetic i'm gonna be very sad for this person for a long time <laughs> yeah it does seem like quite yeah. quite a strain it's not ideal is it it doesn't <laughs> well, seem good... like it was well designed <laughs> it does we get it sean you're a feminist nope. <laughs> no i'm just like you know now i feel like a dick with my answer Kenan. <laughs> i mean you are a dick mind. but it's fine i want to be able to sling rope whenever i want that's not that's not what i'm saying <laughs> Yes, I mean it is. It is, it is actually it exactly is. what I was saying, but I mean, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you just have more control over things. <laughs> sure. 
Sure. Yeah. Pace, Pace, Pace you, you got an answer or are you going to pass I, on this? Uh, okay, I know what it is. Okay. This is more in regards to uh, mating in general as opposed to reproducing. I hate that you said that. But, I, but they are... What? Nope, go ahead. Mating? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, oh, sorry. It's, I believe it's, it's coitus. It's something that biological beings do. You know how they're those birds? They're these birds, right? <laughs> what yep. are you saying, Pace? Like your father. Pace, it's 838. Pace, Let's go. Like my father, uh, who out in the wilderness, mm-hmm. they put on such a beautiful show where they are just like rocking their plumage and <laughs> dancing and making a complete fool of themselves. Mm-hmm. There should be more of that. I want to see... You I want, want to see, see us rock our plumage? All the people out there, and I'm not, I'm talking. I'm I'm not talking like gender specific. I want people to go out there and make a fucking fool of themselves. Just you to have you sex. want people to peacock? <laughs> Pace, what do you think I've been doing for thirty <laughs> goddamn years? <laughs> Pace, look at you're Kenan. not trying hard I, enough. Kenan. I guess not. You're not trying he has hard to wear enough. that decorative headdress everywhere he goes. <laughs> yes, yes. I want you to fucking mean it. Ugh. I want to see it. I want to see it in your I'm eyes. Trying so hard out here. Do you think Kenan has to wear that bird hat that simul that lets birds mate with his head? <laughs> that bird all fuck the hat? time. <laughs> no, Absolutely. Pace. He's a scientist, and he and he loves birds. Okay. Why this is why I can't hang out with your father? <laughs> uh. Well. <laughs> wow. We got that pace real good. I'm sorry for our constant belittlement of your character, Michael. You are extremely near and dear to my heart, and I treasure your friendship. Thanks to everyone who's sending questions for these last two mailbags uh, and those before. We really do appreciate it more than you could possibly imagine. If you want to get some questions on the show about movies or otherwise, hit us up at RealScienceCast on Twitter and Instagram, on our Facebook page, or at RealScienceCast at gmail.com. You can also pop over to our new website, RealScienceCast.com, where we've got a sick impersonal form you can fill out on our contact page, just like we're a real faceless corporate entity. Speaking of questions, we're going to be recording our next episode next Wednesday, December 11th. We're watching the Russell Crowe vehicle, A Beautiful Mind, and discussing neurological, behavioral, and learning disorders. So hit us up with your queries. I think we also promised some rhetoric on ADHD, so expect us to clear the air on that if we can focus long enough. I also want to thank all of our patrons who support our show. You guys keep the show afloat and cooking. I cannot describe how much your support means to us, so thank you very much. If you want to help us out, but you don't want to part with your cash like these suck, I mean beautiful people, tell a friend. We get by on word of mouth alone, so share our posts, tell your dang mom to listen to us. All right, so uh, that's all you're going to get from me this week. Remember, you don't need good science to make a good movie, but it sure makes it better. Yeet!